Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Travis Carroll. Travis is a commercial photographer based in Kansas City, Missouri, where he has worked with clients such as Bose, Energizer, Gatorade, and Cadillac, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Travis about his passion for automotive photography, his experience working as a retoucher, and also how he made the transition from assisting to shooting full-time. I've gotten to know Travis over the last year and really respect his passion and attention to detail he brings to his work, so I was excited to get him on the podcast, so I hope you enjoy, and thanks so much for listening. Well, I now welcome on, a long time coming, uh, Travis Carroll, uh, Kansas City's finest, excited to have you, man. You know, we've been yes. talking... I've known you for a little while now, um, but there's a lot of stuff I don't know about you. So I was excited to get you on here. Um, but I guess to start off, man, for the people listening, like where do you grow up and like what kind of stuff were you interested in uh, as a kid growing up? Yeah, well, uh, so I'm from uh, uh, a little suburb south of Kansas City, like 30 minutes. It's called Leewood, Kansas. Mm -hmm. Um, Born and raised. Did the whole thing, did high school here and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, as it, I don't really know what I was into as a kid, right? Because, like, I'm, my memory is not that good, right? But, like, the big things that stick out for me as a kid were like skateboarding yep. and like my sandbox. Mm-hmm. That's like it, right? I thought I, I was really into music for a while. I started playing drums, stuff like that. But um, skateboarding is kind of like the big thing that, that I kind of latched onto early that kind of actually was pivotal in the foundation of forming me as a human being was skateboarding was the skate scene in Kansas city pretty big when you were growing up. Yeah, man, it's pretty good. Right. So there's, there were a couple of dudes here who went pro, um, when I was pretty young and that, that did a lot for the, for the scene. They built a couple of really nice skate parks. Um, the skate shops are really good. Um, a lot of support for skateboarding here for sure. Big time. So it was, it was real easy. And there was real easy access and there's really good spots and everybody was super into it. So it, it, it really worked. It was nice. And like, how do you, how do you, were you into skateboarding before photography or like how'd photography come in the mix? <laughs> yeah. Duh. Uh, right. So yeah, skateboarding was like, if you would have asked me when I was younger, what are you doing? I was like skateboarding. That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> right. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, I took a photo class. I had a teacher who for some reason, liked me and liked what I was doing, even though I was failing, not doing very well and stuff like that. But she told me I was pretty good at making pictures. And when I went home and told my parents that they were super hyped, they were like, oh, God, finally, great, something, right? Like he's going to do something because all my other siblings were like athletes and doing scholarships to here to there. And and I just didn't care about any of that. So they were like, thank God, there's something that he's that he's latching on to. And my mom had to come in for a conference with my photo teacher and she was like look he's good at this but he doesn't care about a lot of stuff right so i have to fail him on these classes but i want to keep him in the class Mm -hmm. so that was kind of an awkward thing but that i think was the real spark of everything that i'm doing right now because she was like look academically this isn't working but internally there's something in there and we got to get it out so she spent time with me we made a whole bunch of stuff different personal projects and that turned into my mom kind of just suggesting the idea that I pursue photography for college. That's badass. That's they, they were supportive. And when I was like looking at your Instagram before doing this and it was awesome. You have this post with your mom and you're, it was like one of your, like your first big jobs and you had her come to set with you and you're like Dude, so pumped. Um, that so was that, the coolest thing. So that's Absolutely. cool, man. Your family's always been supportive of supportive of your like creative endeavors. Yeah, absolutely. Like my mom is, I think my mom has been like, Hey, you want to do stuff like this? And my dad is like, whatever you want, man, let's go. (laughs) Right. So it's pretty neat. My mom was in like broadcast and advertising, like way back in the day. And she kind of just threw out these little suggestions like, Hey, what about this? Maybe, maybe, maybe go that way. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. And it just kind of stuck. And, uh, yeah. And I don't know, you know, it's really interesting as I'm thinking about this stuff. I haven't thought about this in a long time. Even in college, I was just not good at anything yeah. that I was doing, which like the first year was a foundation where I knew I wanted to go there for photo. And they're like, okay, cool. 
if you want to go there for photo, you can't do photo your first year. You have mm. to do a whole bunch of other stuff. Like, yeah, I hated that too. I had to do like drawing all this shit. And like, I, I have like the worst handwriting and I had like no interest Dude. in drawing, but you had to do all this stuff, which, uh, yeah, it was a little frustrating. I was like, yo, let me hit the studio. Let me get my hands yeah. up some gear. <laughs> like, good God, get me out of here. This, my stuff looks like garbage next to these kids who belong here. Yeah. You know, that's like what I thought the whole time. But if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have understood like the fundamental principles of like what visual design is because I yeah, didn't know shit composition and all that yeah absolutely and I had one professor his name is Carl God rest his soul <laughs> Carl that's the homie right there man yeah. he he kind of slapped me around a little bit and he basically sat me down like eight months in and was like look man I don't know what I don't know what's going on with you but like there's something in there and we got to get it out mm-hmm. I was like we okay what whatever. So he, he kind of, it was actually really embarrassing. We were doing some critiques. I'll never forget this. Cause I think this was like another one of those internal fire moments that are really responsible for everything that I'm doing right now. Right. There's a few of them, mm-hmm. but we like had a project and, uh, he kind of, you know, we did it, whatever. And we, we'd hang everything up on the walls in the class and, and everybody would critique each other's shit, you know, we'd go around in the circle. I hated this. It was horrible. I was I I convinced myself for the first whole year. I'm like, I don't belong here, man. This place, this is kicking my ass. Like, this is horrible. But there was one one project in particular where Carl was like, Travis. I was like, Yeah. He was like, I can't tell which one's yours. I was like, Oh. And he was like, That's a good dude. That's a good thing. Yeah. And I was like, What do you what do you mean here? And he's like, You know, up until now, you've stuck out like a sore thumb, right? And I was like, okay. So then I I was like mortified. I was like, oh my God, I don't know what that means. Right. I don't know what this guy's saying. Then we get through the critique and all that stuff. And he calls me out again. And he was like, hey man, listen. Uh, I can't remember the gals. I think it was Becca, right? Or Hannah. No, it was Hannah. Actually, I remember this. He was, he was like, Hannah gave you a critique of that work and she understood everything you were trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, she did. He was like, why do you think that is? I don't know, man. He's like, it's because you took yourself seriously. And because you took yourself seriously, she took you seriously. Yeah. Like, oh my God. That yeah. that changed everything for me after that. Hell yeah, that man. Like- yeah, because I remember that. Like, girl, I went to photo school too, and you do the critiques, and you could tell, like, there was like a bunch of kids in the class who really didn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, like you and me, man. Like, that's why like I, I really respect you, is like you're all in on photography and really. Are, are about it and i remember i remember even back then when i was like only 20 years old in college and it's like seeing kids in my class i'm like why are you even here like you're wasting your time and your money and uh yeah but yeah like- dude it's it's a real awkward time right because at that time i'm like what 20 21 i don't know anything about anything i i think i'm good at stuff and i don't even know what good is i don't even know what anything is mm-hmm. right so much like fundamental human growth was happening between that time and i just didn't understand it it was a real rocky road college but it was yeah. i think it was really important because even like in high school and college like school did you enjoy school at all or were you the type <laughs> of person where you're like just kind of antsy to get out or yeah anything that i could do to not be in class i'm like sign me the fuck up dude what, get me out of here what do you think it is about school this like the structure of it that you didn't enjoy i think it was more so that I had no idea what was going on and I was too afraid to let anybody know that I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Right. I always thought the kids that were asking questions and like doing all this stuff, I'm like, God, they're annoying, dude. They're just taking too long. We got to get out of here. I got to go skate. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, we're losing daylight. And this, this guy's asking questions. Like, just, I don't know. Yeah. You know, but it's, you know, it, it's a weird thing, right? Like I'm a huge advocate for college because not necessarily for the education, but for the fundamental skill building and like mm-hmm. the foundation laying as a human. Like you got to learn a lot of stuff in college, not all academic, you know? Yeah. And it's tough. I know for myself, like I didn't have the self-confidence, like the same thing, like sitting in those critiques where you're thinking like, oh, these people are better than me. Like all this stuff. It's a lot of pressure. But that I mean, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, you build that with time. Like even like I know we, we've been talking off 
Mike about this, like now you're doing bigger productions and stuff. And that, that comes with like the same type of feeling I would imagine of like uncertainty and like trying to, um, how to deal with bigger clients and bigger productions. And it's all this kind of growing pains, I would imagine. Yeah. Especially now. Right. Which is crazy because like, especially bringing in to college, the mix, like I'm just now understanding the importance of everything that I learned like five and six years ago today. Yeah. Like, whoa. Right. That's it, it's, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a bit of a slower learner and like a, I got to learn stuff the hard way, which sucks, man. I wish I wasn't like that, but it, it really, it, it feels better when you really understand why things are the way they are and like kind of, you know, catapult things. It's yeah, man. It, it, it's a long, it's a long process. Like even me, like yeah. I'm think I'm going into like my 13th or like 14th year, like working in this business from like getting out of school to working as an assistant to like, you know, grind your grind it out. And it's like, even now I'm like, I feel like I'm still just starting, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. And I think, so as I, as I talk to more and more people, like with what you were just saying, it's like, yeah, we've been doing all this stuff, you know, but everything still feels brand new. Mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm still pushing. And it's so great to hear that from people like when we're in clubhouse talking like Martin and Jeff, and these guys have been doing it for a long time, you yeah. know? And if they're still feeling that I'm like, damn, that's yeah. cool. That makes me feel really good about my career choice and what I have to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I guess even like in college, what kind of what kind of photos were you making? Like, uh, what kind of work were you interested in back mm-hmm. then? Man, anything anything that I could do to bullshit my way through a critique, I was all about. Right? Like, although I I don't I don't know I don't know what I was doing, man, yeah. because I didn't understand what a concept was. Like conceptual photography for me was like the most intimidating thing ever and i really wish somebody would have just sat me down and been like look man conceptual doesn't always mean recreating this dream that you had Mm -hmm. and like tying all these crazy things back together it's just an explanation of like what this image is i really wish somebody would have told me that because that would have that would have gone a long way so yeah because like what were you photographing like were you obviously you're into skating but looking at your website now it was like you kind of do a mix of like you know portraiture you do automotive like what, yeah. what kind of images were you making like when you first picked up a camera uh i photographed uh chairs <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah because it was one of those things where i would just watch critiques and it would just be like well you know i i did this because of that and blah 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 and i didn't know what anybody was saying it all just like for a long time. Yeah. And then I remember just being like, you know, I see chairs all the time. I'm just going to shoot these chairs and then maybe we'll just tie it into like, well, chairs are, you know, representative of the people that sit in them. And then I learned a lot about chairs. That's wow. Like, was, it, was it like a super fine art program? Like the, the program yes. you're in? Okay. Yes. It was all fine art. Like that's what I have a bachelor in fine art. That's, That's interesting. Right. Yeah. Cause like your, yeah, your man. work now is all like commercial based, like really, totally <laughs> really polished work. But like back then, yeah, everything was very like, uh, yeah. Going towards that like- was, I, I would fight with my teachers all the time. They're like, look, man, if you want to make advertisements, you got to understand this stuff. And I'm like, you don't know anything. <laughs> you don't know nothing. Get me out of here. I'm going to go shoot wakeboards. Bye. They're like, yeah, but it all makes sense now. Right. So I, I will say that there is one project that I am that I'm fond of that I did. And I, I wish I actually tried to find it because I wanted to show it to you, but I don't know where it is. It's on one of my dusty hard drives, like in yeah. the back of the closet. Um, and it was as I grew up in a neighborhood that was like full of kids, right? There were like probably 10 or 12 kids. and We'd all hang out all the time, run around causing chaos. And as I got older, we stayed in the neighborhood and everybody else left. So I went around and I photographed myself in front of all my old friends' houses. Wow, that's I dope. Like, right, right? I'm like, that's <laughs> sick. Like now I'm like, dude, I want to do that again. Yeah. Like I, I didn't understand what I was doing, but it was like this like evolution of like, this is me as like a young man standing in front of the homes of the kids that I grew up with. And like, we did everything to get all kinds of shit. <laughs> and I, I, and I, I have very minimal contact with those people now. Right. So hmm. it just, I don't know, as you grow older, like some people stay, some people go and all this other stuff. And I, yeah, I, I wish I could find that. Cause I like that project. 
no that's cool no that's super interesting and even like like i know within the last like six months or so you've been doing you added to your website this kind of your it's called your like weekly which is just like you kind of you document this kind of your daily life like it's not so much like a polished work like there's not like retouching yeah. so much it's really just kind of documenting your life like how how has that process been like has it been beneficial to like what you're doing you think this kind yeah. of yeah yeah dude absolutely because i'm i have never been one of those people that carries a camera everywhere mm -hmm. you know um i i always i thought it was kind of a chore like especially graduating college like i got a job shooting and i was like okay well my job is shooting yeah so i don't want to carry this thing everywhere mm -hmm. so uh I, I actually i adopted the weekly from aaron smith right when when uh, he kind of talked about what he was doing and, and it made a lot more sense to me because I've noticed that in between shoots, like I don't pick up cameras. I don't do a lot of personal work. I don't do a lot of stuff like that, which will hopefully be changing in the future as a result of the weekly. Yeah. The weekly is just like a thing that it's, yeah, everything that I'm doing is like, this is what I'm up to. And it's kind of turned into a monthly now, but you know, it's, it's hard, man. Like it's really hard to pay attention every day and think about like, Okay, got to do this for that. And when things become obligations, that's where I kind of like fall away. Mm -hmm. Like, damn it, I have to do this. Well, now I don't want to. You know? Yeah, you like you said, you don't do a lot of personal projects. Like, why do you think that is? Obviously, you're busy with your day to day stuff, but like, is yeah. it something you think you want to try to delve into more in the future? Oh yeah. Oh, dude, I got a, I got a, I got a yeah. little like file thing right here with like printed physical treatments of like four or five solid projects that like yeah. eventually I'll do. Yeah. And um. I'm obsessed with like such obscure finite details. And I think that really gets in the way of a lot of stuff that I'm doing. Yeah. But, um, you know, and I don't, I don't really have uh, a lot of funding for that kind of stuff. And like, I don't really know how to think small picture. So that's like, yeah. you, you don't need a lot forward. though. Like man, you can make, you, you can polish a turd, man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it's like you don't need yeah, a lot. Sure. Like you, like you got your Einstein's or whatever. And it's like, you have some cool locations. You can make it work. It's like, yeah. uh, for me, I think like personal projects is like, is the thing that gets me excited about like photographers work. Cause it gives you like a glimpse into like their personality and what they're actually interested in. Absolutely. And that yeah. that's the stuff that gets me excited. Cause you know, like a lot of times you're shooting commercial, it's like, you're just executing some other brands like vision or whatever. It's not like much personality to it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but th I think the, the, the gripe I get into is that I'm, I'm obsessed with advertising. Mm -hmm. That's like, I love it. It's so great. So like, that's how my brain thinks. Yeah. You know, it's like in that structured kind of way. And, and what can we do to, you know, tell a story or send a message or, answer the question that's like the you know those are the ch -ch -ch -ch. but no, i get I think it. it's great it's a balance for sure it's it, they're both like interesting and good like skill sets to have like oh yeah and like looking back like when you're even in college like were there any photographers work that you were kind of looking at that kind of you feel like influenced you or kind of inspired your work early on at all yeah you know so i'm still i've never been good at knowing a lot of shooters in the periphery right mm -hmm. so I paid a lot of attention to the people that were doing what I wanted to do locally. Yeah. Right. So there was a couple studios here that were making, you know, like really neat, polished work of product and stuff like that. And at the time, that's what I was obsessed with it was like super clean, really nice, shiny objects and stuff like that. So um, that's that's where I immediately dove into. Um, there's a local studio here. It's called uh, 8183 Studio. That's where I immediately jumped in, got the internship. Oh, so doing... you were so you were interning there while you were still in college? Yeah, that's that was a requirement of okay. my program was that we had to get an internship. All right. And that was my mom was like, call these guys. I was like, all right. <laughs> that's dope. Your mom tracked them down for you. That's Literally, dope. she sent me the thing. It was like, hey, get, give these guys a call. huh? So I yeah. did. And that, it worked. It worked out right away. They we got in there and just went right uh, to it what kind of like uh, how big was the studio like what kind of stuff were they working on and like what were you kind of doing when you first just kind of got there as an intern <laughs> that's i think this is this is where it gets interesting right so it was a smaller studio just two guys who were transitioning out of wedding into you know advertising mm -hmm. and they just got a new space and actually on paper my entire internship was physically building the space with them so i think they kind of felt bad because I think I was on two shoots. 
like yeah. for the whole duration of my internship because wow. we we're just building the space the entire time. Yeah. So they were like, hey, you know, maybe come back for a couple more things. And um, it would just be, I cleaned a lot. I, lo- I really like to clean stuff, right? So yeah, anybody, uh, Travis has a passion for vacuuming. How many times a day you vacuuming, Travis? Like three, four at least. <laughs> Got to keep it clean, baby. Got to yeah. keep it clean. Yeah. That's like number one. Yeah. Um, but that's like my thing. You know, like I really like a nice, clean workspace. I can't really think yeah. unless the place is clean. Yeah. That's kind of it. But and that's where I kind of I learned how to assist, learned what what gear is, what that is, what what how everything worked. It was it was great. And then like once you got out of college, what did you end up doing? Like obviously you were interning there. Um, did you end up yeah. kind of assisting other photographers in the area? Yeah, not not yet. Right. Yeah. So I graduated in 2013. And then uh, almost immediately after I graduated, I get a call from a buddy who works at a automotive lighting company. He said, hey, we need a photographer. I think you should apply. We're going to you know, do what we got to do. So fast forward a little bit. I got the job. I left Kansas City, left assisting with that studio and all this other stuff. And now I have a job at a company that doesn't have a photographer or any type of creative department. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of awkward in the sense that I didn't even really pick up the camera for the first couple months because we were just like creating this creative department of this company. And where was this? This wasn't in Missouri? Is in, uh, yeah, St. Louis. St. Louis, all right. So just a few hours away. Yeah. But a totally different city, a place totally. I'd only been to a couple times. And it was like within a week from application to accepting. Like, wow. Yeah, it happened really fast. Um, but it was good, you know, because... I had to like use my whole brain on layout, design, integrating stuff for website, social posts. Oh, so you're you were doing everything. It wasn't just like photography. You're like a straight yeah. up like creative, like everything like department. Yeah, it was cool, you know, and then the company got bigger. They hired a, a marketing person, this, that, the other. And then I got we got a new building and I got my own studio. And that's where everything changed. Okay. Because now I had this giant place and I could do whatever the hell I wanted in it. And I did. And it was great. So how that, long, that's where it, you what? How long did you end up staying with that that company, the automotive lighting company? I want to say I was there for until 2000, like late 2015 or 2016. I think it was 2015. So like two and a half years ish. Okay. Um, so for a minute, like. Yeah, I, would imagine, it was great. I, I would imagine it's probably be- pretty beneficial like because as you know like now you're running your own thing like yeah. it's not just taking pictures there's like so much to it like it's like making treatments making promos all this stuff so like do you yeah. feel kind of like working for that company and like n- not only handling photography but all these other things kind of help like what you're doing now dude it, it's it's fundamental because i had a, a list of things that i had to do in a day and typically i would just finish everything by lunch Mm -hmm. right so from like 9 to 12 I was working on work stuff and then from 12 to 5 or whatever I was just learning how to be better at my job so I would shoot all kinds of stuff I started messing around with like light painting and how to light cars and which sucks (laughs) by the way (laughs) those things are god they're so complicated right (laughs) but the studio I worked at shot we shot a lot of product and beverage Right. So if you can shoot a bottle decently, you can probably shoot just about anything. Yeah. Because that stuff's it's really difficult. So that that's where all that stuff kind of came together. I'm kind of doing this, doing this, doing this. And then um I made a buddy who was shooting a lot of racing. And it was in St. Louis, it was like drift racing was kind of big. Mm-hmm. There's a track nearby, a pretty good scene. Um, started shooting a lot of that with him, but this was all on like the motion side. So helped him with all that stuff, did a bunch of that, this, that, the other, um, that's like not super important. It's just like, whatever. Yeah. Dabbled in a little bit of motion, understood it, realized it's not for me and got the hell out of there. You know, <laughs> what um, didn't you like about it? Cause you actually have one like really awesome project on your website. What you did with the local company in uh, KC called Sandlot Goods. Yeah. Which, which you directed, but you, yeah, that's not something you want to do more of. No, I think directing is absolutely the goal. Yeah. You know, via whether it be stills or motion or both. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the stuff that we were doing there was all just, um, you know, and it, it was important. 
running gun, kind of running gun stuff. Very. Yeah. It was like, put the camera here. We got to shoot this, 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 and this. We got to fill this car with cameras and we got to keep track of like 15 cameras and we got to put them on like 10 different cars. And how the hell am I going to keep up with all this stuff? There's so many cameras. Yeah. Um, which was good because you have to learn all that stuff and it keeps your brain sharp and, you know, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. There's a lot, good. there's a lot of those shit jobs you have to do before. Like you're doing like bigger stuff now, like even, oh, yeah. like when I talked to Arch Schreiber, like the one thing that always sticks out in my mind, like everyone knows, like he's like one of the biggest entertainment photographers in the world now. Like he's in LA doing movie posters, all this shit, but little they know, like when he started off, the dude was shooting like babies and like weddings and all types of shit that, that everyone does. And it's just like, it's like, a, it. it's like a journey, you know, dude, totally. Right. Yeah. And like, now we're in like the 2015 era and this is what I wrote it down earlier. I was like kind of going through my timeline <laughs> and I wrote it like 2015 to 2018. We'll get to that. But that was like my hustle and fucking grind years. Yeah. And I don't I don't like those terms too much. But like those were the years where anything that came up, it was like, yeah. what do you what do you want? I'm in. You need me to Sign drive the, you need me, me to drive the box truck. I'll drive the box truck you all need day. Me to get the coffee. I'll get the coffee, whatever. Absolutely. And in that time frame, and I'm kind of like scattered here, but it's, it's all relevant. Like I went from having a solid job, mm -hmm. uh, making way too much money as like a 23 year old or 24 year old. So then I just bought a whole bunch of stuff and that was good because after shooting all this auto racing stuff at the same time and like using all my vacation days and now like freelance and like my job or they're kind of like doing some stuff like this so i had to leave the job to pursue this other thing mm -hmm. and then pursuing this other thing was like no this kind of sucks i don't know if i want to do this oh anymore. like freelance not not knowing your next job's coming in and where the money's coming from yeah yeah but like even further that was like auto racing yeah it's like dude that is so taxing yeah like shooting a whole bunch of that then i started shooting a ton of weddings mm -hmm. and like scouring craigslist and like odd jobs it's like i need a photographer for this ice skating competition mm -hmm. i'm like sign me up i got a camera let's go yeah because at this point i got no money i got no savings i got nothing yeah so anything that i can do to keep a camera or or to be around people with cameras i'm in yeah be shooting assisting pa all kinds of like that's where i, I don't even know a lot of, i don't remember a lot of that stuff there was a lot that happened <laughs> yeah man it's like building blocks like it's not no one like and very few people get to go from like yo just got my camera and now i'm shooting the cover of some magazine it's like no like you have to like dude yeah build your That's work like, up and then just build your network up and it's like it's like an ongoing process yeah absolutely and that's you know if, if yeah and in that in that time of just doing anything like it was literally anything i drove uber for a while which mm -hmm. was like really fun yeah i did i, I did again. i did i did postmates dude i was still yeah there. dude like <laughs> whatever yeah it's dude. like kind of fun yeah it was not right? bad i had a ton of weird fucking jobs in between but you know you piece yeah. it together because like i don't know about you i just from talking to you like same with me man like you couldn't go work in like some cube office building like no. you're you're it's the same reason like you're into skateboarding because you're you're just like a independent dude that wants to do this thing and that that's the fun part about you know freelance has its uh stressful moments of like knowing when not knowing when the next job's coming in but then it's also exciting because the options are endless like, i think that's the best thing about it yeah like that's what makes me so excited is like i'm, I'm not a gambler yeah but little do i know that i my whole career is a gamble yeah dude like, chips are chips are in dude and the older you get it's like all right well no turning <gasps> back now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm like dude i uh, we're, we're in it to win it now right like i've already put my whole self into this yeah like i got no other option so yeah it's, it's got to work <laughs> yeah definitely and i know now you kind of have made in the last year or two you've kind of made the transition from you know working as an assistant or like digital tech and all these type of jobs to now you're basically the sh you're shooting um for yourself now and doing client work like, how's that kind of transition going from like assistant to being like, you know what, now I'm just going to focus on my own work. That is, that has been something I've been looking forward to for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, I, I worked for a guy in Memphis and I can't remember his name for the life of me, but I remember he asked me, he was like, you want to, you want to hold a camera? He's like, you want to do this? I was like, yeah. 
And he, he was like, wait 10 years, you know, he's like, do everything else Mm -hmm. right for 10 years. And I stupidly was like, okay. So I waited (laughs) 10 years, right. Which you hear a lot of other people and they're like, I waited like two years, you know, two or three years, but Mm -hmm. I I don't know why I listened to this guy, but I did. And I'm glad I did Mm -hmm. because in the, in the last, you know, I think it's been like nine, nine years, 2011 to 2021 would be 10, but then 2020 was when I was like, all right, I'm shooting. So like nine years of assisting for people all over the place and then going from assistant to PA to, um, you know, digital tech. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes like the odd second shooter or this, that, the other, so many things have like, just, it took me doing everything to understand like, yeah, okay, this is it. This is what I want to do. Um, but the transition I think has been, has been hard, you know, because it's really easy to be support, especially when that's kind of like what you've been doing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I don't, it's, it's hard. It's exciting. It's terrifying. Um, but above all else, I finally feel like I'm ready, you know, and that's something that, you know, you never feel ready or this or that, the other, but I I set the deadline for myself. It was like, as soon as I turn 30, I'm going to start trying. Yeah, definitely. And And, and it's like you've built that network of people in your creative community. So like you, you know, like when the job comes in, because like the projects you're working on, it's not just you. It's a team of people. You know, you have that support behind you. And that's not something that you can just like that. This doesn't happen overnight. It's just like you build those relationships and then you can, you know, work on these bigger projects for yourself, you know? Yeah, dude, totally. That's so I'm so glad because my first big job, my first like big kid job, that's the one where I had my mom <laughs> yeah, she yeah. came and hung out. So I'm dope. so glad that it happened when it did, because if it had happened a year prior, oh, my God, it would have been a disaster. Yeah. It's like you, know, you like wouldn't know how to piece it together or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, I so desperately needed that time to like understand the industry because it's so vast. There's mm-hmm. so much that goes into it. And um, what I'm really learning now is like, okay, man, you spent a lot of time learning about everything else. Now it's like compartmentalize all the stuff you learned about being a good shooter. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the constant struggle that I'm dealing with right now is like, okay, cool. But like to be a good shooter, I got to focus on this. Yeah. How do I not focus on all that? Yeah. It's a lot of, moving. It's, 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 it's a lot of moving parts. Um, and let me see here. Uh, in terms of like promoting your work, like how have you been finding clients? Like now that you're off on your own, is it just like from relationships you built over the years or are you doing a lot of outreach or how do you find those first clients? Cause I think that's something like, you know, people just getting into the business. It's, it's kind of hard to get your foot in the door anywhere. H- how's it kind of work for you? Cause I know you're doing some big campaigns now. Yeah. I have no idea how that happened. I, if I had to guess, I would just say, being around all these people long enough mm-hmm. and then somebody gave me an opportunity. That's like the, the cliff note version of it, because mm-hmm. I, I know for sure that the, the first, my first big kid job that I, that I call it, um, it happened in 2020 was the result of a, uh, tag along shoot alongside motion out on a farm in the middle of Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, in 2017 or 2018. And I didn't even know if they liked those images and then, two years later, they're calling me for like this large campaign. Yeah. I was like, what? Uh, okay. Was there a feeling like you got the right number? You good? Literally, I was like, <laughs> I, I, w- I will never forget getting that email. It was like the middle of the summer or whatever in 2020. He was like, hey, man, long time no talk. Uh, you know, we worked on this together. And I was like, yeah, we did. Okay. And he was like, uh, already showed your work to the client. They love it. Uh, this, this big job is yours. If you want it, I was like, is this, is this a, I was like, am I being punked? (laughs) (laughs) Is this a joke? So I, we, we talked about it and, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why that guy just like thought I was ready for this. Cause I'd never put it out there that I'm like doing this type of work, but he was like, yeah, we could do it. You know, you handle this and we'll do that and let's do it. I was like, oh, yeah, great. Damn, it shows, man. You put in that work, man. Opportunities can come your way. 
Sure. Uh, have you always been like, because as you know, like once you start working on these bigger productions, a, a lot of it is like being able to communicate with clients, being able to communicate with a, a team of people that are going to be helping you out. Like, is that something you've always been comfortable with and like good at? Or is it something you think you kind of get better at with time? I think it's something that I for sure was was and am getting a little bit better, just awful at mm -hmm. because it's really hard to go from the person being told what to do to the person saying, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. There's a huge disconnect, at least for me, um, of being like the person in charge and like, yeah. I've never, dude, I've never been in charge of anything in my entire life. Yeah. Right? And the last <laughs> of five kids I've never, I like, I never had my own bedroom, never had my own bathroom. <laughs> like I, I shared cars, like all this other stuff. I'm like, dude, I don't know how to control anything. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, all of this is culminating and it's like, all right, man, here you go. You wanted this. Here it is. Um, and after just like, you know, a lot of, I say a lot, some trial and error, I'm already seeing a little bit of improvement on communication mm -hmm. and um, just like overall how to project and, and really give that sense of clarity for everybody. Cause that's, that's what it's all about. Like clear communication and just understanding what we're all doing. That's like, and and like setting a tone like i know first ad job i got where it was like you know big crew there was like an rv hair and makeup stylist and it was just yeah. like and i was just like so stressed out because there's like so many moving parts and then i'm sure yeah. it probably came off of my face but then like i realized you gotta like take a breath and like it's chill because like people can people can see if you're stressed and you don't you don't want you don't yeah. want to put those vibes out in the world in Dude, and that is that is real as hell hell right? yeah like I, I heard, I've heard a similar version of that story 10 times. I'm like, mm -hmm. not me, dude. Mm -hmm. Nah, I got it. It's all yeah. good. Psych. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, man. But it's it's a lot. cool at the same time, but yeah. Yeah. Cause I know you just had like uh, a couple months ago, you shot a big campaign. You said it was like the biggest job you've done. I guess now that it's kind of done, you finished it. Like, how do you feel it went? Is there like anything you would have changed in terms of like how you approach the production or like even the communication stuff we, we just talked about? Like, uh, how do you kind of, I guess, review yourself? Yeah, I feel I feel way better about this one mm -hmm. than I did about, you know, the previous one. And um, I think it's it's still just more notes of like effectively communicating, setting a good tone making sure that everything is, uh, you know, everybody's on the same team to create for the same goal. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where I'm, I have a tendency to kind of jump around, right? Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, here we are. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like, what's going on over there? But understanding, like, this is what we're here to do. Yeah. Hey, department heads or what have you that I'm just kind of learning about now is like, <laughs> here's what we're going to do. And then it's on them to disperse the information to their teams yeah that's and, uh, cool <laughs> you're also like i know you're big on notes like you keep a lot of like notebooks and stuff like yeah, is, is that something you, you've always done and like what is the stuff you're writing down like is it just stuff to kind of keep your day-to-day -day organized or creative yeah stuff or absolutely right so uh i never took notes in school at all never took <laughs> notes on anything and it, again, one of those things that it took me a long time to understand about myself was that I don't have the best, uh, memory, you know, like if I don't, or memory retention, right? Mm -hmm. Like I remember the most obscure random things because I think that stuff is like really funny, Yeah. but when it comes to important things or like, this is what I need to do and this is when I need to do it, all that stuff. I write everything down. I live by my calendar. It's like totally full. Like everything has something. Um, and yeah, that's, that's like, uh, that's just the best way for me to understand and track my progress. That's mm -hmm. why I like, I started like a blog on my website in 2014 and then it, it was basically just a review of like all the shoots I was doing. Yeah. And that was kind of just like, this is what I'm doing and this is how I feel about it. And this is how I did it and et cetera, et cetera. And that evolved into, uh, what is now like lessons learned. And then it became like, okay, here's what I did, how I did it and all that other stuff. But really, this is just a journal for me to come back to, to be able to track my progress, you know, visually and digitally 
And then it kind of formed into like case studies, yeah. which is like what I'm really into. And that's, that's the best way that I learned. Yeah, Again, it seems like you're, all that. you're interesting, man, because like you're very like we're getting the subdued Travis Carroll today on the interview. Oh, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. a hyper you're, you're a hyper dude. But then on the <laughs> on the flip side, you're also like very organized. And like you're saying, like your studio has to be super neat. Like, have you always been organized that way? No, yeah. not at all. Right. So like growing up, my dad was super fucking <laughs> you know, military guy, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. He vacuumed the garage. That is nuts. That is nuts. <laughs> um, and I hated it. I was like, God, dude, I'm just trying to watch my sh- cartoons and I don't want to clean everything all the time, man. Damn yeah. it. So my room was usually a disaster, right? Um, even, I don't know, man. I think it was more like once I understood like, okay, I have a, a task. And then this, that, the other, that's when I became super structured, super organized because it just, um, it feels really good to just know, like, I'm going to, I'm going to walk in here. I'm going to go, it takes the stress off. Yeah. And at this stream, in terms of like your business, it streamlines it. And like, that's the one thing I'm, I'm really trying to work on for next year is just kind of streamlining everything. Cause as you know, when you're shooting a lot, just in terms of like, you're uh, backing stuff up and like having your archive organized because the longer you do it, it says more and more stuff. And even just the way you invoice and like, I've gotten better at it in years, but I'm always just constantly like tweaking, tweaking, tweaking. And it's because like the more organized you are, the less time you waste. And, you know, totally. As they say, time is money, baby. Time Exactly. <laughs> like stack it up, dude. I'm yeah. trying to make a shitload of money doing this. Right. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's cool. You know, like there's there's so many things that and I'm like a huge I, I never was this person up until actually last year I turned into like a morning person. OK, this is brand new, brand new, like uh, super new. <laughs> I'd be like 4 a.m. like working on whatever I could just to Ch- keep moving, chugging, chugging Red Bull. Yeah, like straight up because <laughs> I, I had the issue where like as soon as I stop, it's like. Yeah, I can't stop. And if I do, it's like I go to sleep. Yep. But I've adopted this new thing of like being a morning ritual person, which is super dope. And it's like really productive. What what are those morning rituals? Yeah, man. I wake up early on the early side. What how early are we talking? Like you in in the warmer months, like six okay. AM type of that's, stuff. That's good. Um, I have a really cool neighborhood that I'm in. So I go and I walk the neighborhood. And I've been here for I don't know, like four years or whatever. So there's not much of this neighborhood that I haven't seen but there's so much of this neighborhood that I haven't seen, Yeah, you know, cause it's like big buildings, industrial, all this other stuff. So I go and I like study the neighborhood and try to take a different route, this, that, the other, and just notice stuff. And, um, that sparks my brain, gets my brain moving. And I would come back and I would eat like yogurt with granola, vitamin C, blah, 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 whatever. And then just like sit down, look at the list that I wrote from the day before, get right to it and just bang, bang, bang you know yeah it's so, good that's it's that's cool. important and yeah. you know one thing i was kind of curious about like obviously you're in kansas city it's kind of a smaller market in terms of like photography a lot of people feel like they need to move to new york city or los angeles one of these kind of spots like have you ever felt that pressure to move to one of these bigger markets yeah every day <laughs> yeah what do you think I, I literally... what keeps you in K- kc i love it here mm-hmm. um and that's such a that's you know, that that's a hard thing to hear, but I'm from here. My roots are here. Yeah. Um, I have a studio space here. I have like gated parking, like multiple cars, like what I have here, I would have a hard time. I imagine getting in Los Angeles or New York, you know? Um, plus as I'm, as I'm learning more about my industry and where I fit in, um, being in the the advertising side of things, you know, you don't have to be based anywhere. But it's really nice to be based where a lot of things are happening. Yeah. Right. So kind of like looking at my own city under a microscope, there's a lot of shit that happens here. We've got some big agencies here mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we're in the center of the country. I can get anywhere on a plane in three hours ish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the cost of living is nice. Being based out of here is really great. But I do feel the pain of, of not being in some of those other markets, especially as I'm transitioning and trying to get my name yeah. in front of people. I think, I think it's like, 
there there's benefits i can see like living in new york because you're just gonna get work from like being around like there's there's so much more of a creative community like and i know like even i'm in boston which is a, a smaller city it's not tiny but it's not new york it's not la so it's like much harder to like make those connections whereas like if you live in new york and la there's always like this photo events going on and gallery stuff they're just more going but it's not to say you can't do that stuff you you just have to play the game a little bit differently i think agreed and um you know that's something that i've heard from since day one right Mm -hmm. it's like you want to you want to go where the work is then go where the work is yeah but i don't know if it's I have like this weird PTSD of like, if I move, like I moved and then my dad died like just a couple months later. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah, shit, don't, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. That sucked. But at the same time, being here and having less pressure on my shoulders of just day-to-day life has given me the ability to really tap in and focus and understand my industry. Yeah, That's what dude. I've been doing. And you got so, fucking like, I'm the same way, man. I'm never, I mean, I like visiting those places and like, I'm only like three and a half hours from New York. So I go down there as much as I can, but like, yeah, I feel like you just have more space. And there's like you're saying, there's not as much overhead. Like I feel like if I was in New York, it's just like a concrete jungle, man. I don't even know what the fuck yeah. I would shoot out there. Like there's I, a lot. Yeah. It's like, it, just go, 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 go. And yeah. while I do like that type of space, it's really nice to go to those places, get it done and then just like give it back. Mm-hmm. go home and you do, you, do you feel like being in like a smaller market do you feel like you have to be more of a generalist in the type of work you do or do you because like looking at your website now you do a mix of like you do automotive you do lifestyle you have some really good product work like yeah do you see yourself being a, a generalist um throughout your career or do you do you want to kind of like make kind of refine that in the future you think or like what's your mindset yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up right because i think after studying and, and kind of like spending some time in different markets and getting a further understanding of the industry, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's clear to me that my market that I'm in is a generalist market yep. because of the lack of even just here in general, there's nothing that you do here. You just do everything here. Yeah. Right. We, we don't have beaches. We don't have mountains. We just do everything else, mm-hmm. you know, and that has definitely trickled into the work that's available. And then you add in our super inconsistent weather and it's like, you got to be a studio person here because yeah. that's the only way you can actually work. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, I was formally educated in like as a studio, like product shooter, right. I, that's what I was assisting and teching and spent a long time retouching all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, after a severe burnout, it was like, you know, dude, I don't want to have anything to do with any of this. This <laughs> sucks, right? Because I'm, while I'm a little bit of like a, you know, I, I can't be caged. I can't really sit in a room and like do all that. Yeah. I'll go nuts. And that's, that's what happened. I was like, I got to get out of here, man. So um, a lot of the work that I have available for showing at the moment now is a result of my education of being like a, like a well-rounded studio shooter, mm-hmm. right? My goal is to kind of narrow in and then kind of take, take all those technical learnings that I've, that I've kind of gathered and apply that to just more lifestyle, um, kind of like dynamic lifestyle stuff. Automotive would be great, but that's really hard to get into. Automotive. So, yeah. That's like a really difficult niche to fill. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, because you're 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 like the first person I knew that was like a big. I didn't even know what F1 racing was before I met you, <laughs> which is like I know it's a gigantic worldwide sport, but like oh yeah, the automotive thing. Like, have you always been into cars? Like, what do you enjoy about photographing that stuff? Yeah, dude. Like, you know, as I got a little bit older and I was really into skateboarding, then I started being able to drive myself to the skate park, and then mm-hmm. I was really into cars. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that. I have no idea where that came from. Then I spent a pretty good amount of my life being really into cars and like, I'm going to build a really fast car and, oh, let's make it even faster. And like, let's do this crazy thing that hasn't been done before. And like, blah, blah, blah. And I think I burned out on that too, because that takes so much time and so much money. I had a lot of time, not a lot of money. Right. So that's kind of like, yeah, but understanding the complex engineering that is an automotive like automobile 
my God, dude, teams and teams of people spent months of their lives designing the dashboard on your car. Oh, yeah. Like, I love studying that shit and just being like, dude, this is like, this is the result of 842 people over, I don't know, two and a half years. And this is what we have. This and everything is intentional. That's what I like about automotive. Nothing is just there to be there. And automotive photography is so interesting because like talking to you and some of our other mutual friends over the last year, it's because like for me, like I never had any interest in cars really so much or like car photography. I've always been portrait, but I've like even in the last year, I've learned a lot. And there's like even within within car photography, there's so many different sectors. There's like people that shoot like like super like polished car stuff. And then there's other people that their work is trying to put it more like in an environment and make it look more natural and not so much polished. Like, yeah, it's crazy. How, yeah. Like, and like, how do you, cause looking at your website, a lot of your stuff's like, it's a mix. Like there's like a lot of, there's like some polished stuff where you have like, um, like some real like motion action kind of stuff. I don't know if it's done yeah. in post. And then there's some more stuff where it's like cars that are kind of in a real environment in front of like a condo building or something like, yeah. How do you kind of view your car photography and like what kind of stuff you would you want to keep shooting? I guess. I think if, if I were to be able to keep pursuing automotive, um, my dream would just be to shoot the engineering, the process of the engineering to the lifestyle you know yeah. if if it were a thing i don't know if it's a thing you can do it man we're putting it out there in the ether baby yeah that's like my whole dream for my entire career yeah. would be to shoot like the campaign yeah of like engineering studying building the result and then putting the result in the hands of the people it was designed for you know and that's why it, it's easy with automotive because it's like a whole people are romantic about the design of vehicles and it's like they're they're powerful machines yeah you know that are specifically built to be machines right some of them just fit 12 people and have stowaway seating and you can fit you know whatever in there but it's all it's all amazing i think it's just great i don't know i was gonna no definitely man it's really there's a lot goes into it and like one i was gonna ask you about pull it up here and people are if you want to watch the youtube version you can see the video you got the photograph i don't know what this was for but you photographed this what is this a ferrari yeah that's the 458 what was this this is what was the story behind this shoot this is one of the most important projects i've done in my entire life yeah so this was in collaboration with a, a good mate of mine. His name's Jake Potts uh, yeah. over at a place called Bruton Stroby in St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, Jake's like a tremendous retoucher, um, extraordinaire. And now he's shooting, which is like, watch out world. This guy's an animal. Yeah. So we, we'd been messing around together, like just like thinking he's, he's one of the people that I kind of tribute with me challenging me to to look inside my brain and like find out more information that's in there that's kind of like expanded my horizons on how to do this job better yeah that makes sense i don't know if that makes sense but so we pretty much uh i had a uh an acquaintance that we had done some stuff for when we were doing a lot of automotive stuff and i just said hey do you have a car that we can borrow for a few days just to do a study and just to really kind of you know shoot this car Mm -hmm. and the guy came back and uh we got one it was like thursday and he was like yeah no problem i'll drop it off at the studio tomorrow and then you guys can have it for the weekend wow okay great oh i guess i'm going to st louis right so like i think it was friday afternoon i had i had some work to do got in the car drove straight to st louis this was there jake had already prepped the studio and got it all ready we didn't really have much of a concept when it came to this, but we were just going to study this thing, mm-hmm. which was so easy to do because this spe- specific vehicle was a was a breakthrough when it comes from combining like racing technology and consumer vehicle stuff and putting it all into one thing that, you know, like the steering wheel was partially designed by a Formula One driver, uh, Michael Schumacher yep. contributed to the design of this, which is like a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was cool. Like we we toyed around with a whole bunch of different ideas. We just shot the hell out of this thing over three days. 
You and guys really Jake... shot every square inch of this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's, dude, there's a lot of stuff that we missed, too. You know, there's Jake there. That's the space we shot in. But Jake built this uh, CG environment that was designed after the uh, structure of the A in the Italia. So then it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty Wait, cool. so you... all this, like the, the flooring here is all CG? Yeah, it's all like, fake. Yeah. Wow. I, just, I didn't yeah. know that. I thought you guys had like some sick location. I was like, no. Wow, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. So like, how did this like collaboration work? Like you photographed it and he kind of did retouching and CG pretty much. So we, bo- we both shot it. Yeah. We spent, you know, three days shooting, setting up shots, doing this, that, the other. Um, we both retouched. He was like, you take these, I'll take these. We did it. But Jake built the environment and it was wow. yeah, modeled after the A. And I think if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you see like the clay mock-up or something is just like behind the scenes. Um, but then, so I went and shot textures of just like stuff here in Kansas city um, that eventually were the textures that were overlaid into the environment. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. So that's, oh, that's the a, you can kind of see that's like the whole environment that the car lives in. Yeah. Um, which I'm kind of bummed about, right? Because like at the time, this is, this is how my brain thinks <laughs> at the time I had a buddy living in Italy and I was like, Hey man, I need you to get on a train and get out to Marinello and photograph some textures yeah. and send them to me because Marinello is where the birth of Ferrari is. So I was yeah. like, how cool would it be to shoot this thing? get some original Marinello textures to put into this background, you know, whatever that ended up not working. We just shot textures from Kansas city and he, Jake kind of built them all in that environment. And then, um, but the cool thing about this project is that we did it backwards. Mm -hmm. Typically when you do stuff like this, you'll photograph like an HDRI 360 environment and then you'll CG render the car and drop it in and light it to match the environment so, so you when you say like photograph a 3d environment that means like like initially you were like your dream was to shoot the uh the italy the, the city in italy so you would go there shoot that environment and then bring it back into post pretty much yeah well that that wasn't our, our we knew we were doing it backwards because it's Got like it. way harder yeah and we were like fuck it dude we're yeah. gonna we're good at this let's yeah. just like <laughs> do it the hard way right yeah, and yeah study this thing but yeah typically you would build your environment and then have it and then because you can manipulate the car a lot easier to the environment mm-hmm. rather than the environment. Of the, it's like the whole I don't really know a lot yeah. about the CG stuff. I thought yeah. I was going to learn it. And I was like, <laughs> it's a oh, lot. Nope. Yeah. So that's I think this is this is like one of the proudest projects that I have because it was so thorough and um, we really what? took our time. What camera is this like a scan back? What is this camera you guys are using here? That's just a so that's the Cambo Actus. Yeah. With the it's got like the bellows and mm-hmm. I can't remember if we were using. I don't remember what lenses we we're using, but that's just a uh, like an IQ back, like a 50 megapixel back phase one. Yeah. Or one of them. I don't remember, but it was cool. It was and it was neat because while we were shooting it with the bellows, so like we focus stacked everything. And um, it was cool. We, we didn't have like an automatic because all that stuff was was analog, you know. Mm-hmm. So we had to like you take the white piece of tape and you mark it on the side and you like measure out your increments. Yeah. And then you just you shoot it and then you slide it. You shoot it, slide it, shoot, you know, to, to build your stack. It was this, it was complicated. I would you know? imagine just like the file management of a shoot like this, because it's like it's it's so many different shots. And then I'm imagining like you're blending all this together. Like it's all it's yeah. not it's not like it's just here. We got the softbox. We're setting it up. It's like tons and tons of frames. And then it's all blending it back together. So like this, the file management alone has got to be pretty intimidating. Yeah. You know, it's it it sounds a lot harder and more difficult than it is. Yeah. But it was great. You know, this type of project, this is like, I want to do that for a living. Yeah. You know, Dude. like if I could do that, sign me up. Fuck you. Can, you can, man. Keep doing it. Like just keep this yeah. more of that shit. That's why I realized like all you got to fucking do is like reach out to people like the, the Ferrari thing. It's like, yeah, can I use this thing? Sometimes people say no. Sometimes people say yes. And like, if you just ask, like you, you can kind of do some pretty cool shit sometimes. Yeah, and that's where I'm I'm getting I'm getting better at that. But you know, 
while transitioning, like there's so much that I'm, I'm, I'm in my way from a lot of things, but I'm learning how to get out of my own way. And just like, yeah, asking, yep. Hey, can we do this? No. Okay, fine. Yeah. Especially because this type of stuff you're doing and want to do, like, you can't just do it yourself. Like it requires like a group of people and like, it's, uh, you have to ask people to like help you sometimes it's, it's a tough thing to do, but like, you know, I think there's a right way to go about it where it's mutually beneficial if you're just trying to build your book. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's again, that's the more, those types of things are what I'm learning, especially just how to, how to direct a team. Right. But then also like how to gather a team as a whole other skill set, some mm-hmm. sec thing of all that. It's, it's wild, dude, but it's, it's, it's so far it's been the cra- like one of the craziest jobs I've ever had, you mm-hmm. know, is just like doing this job. Hell yeah. But cause you know, a lot of other jobs have finish lines, mm-hmm. right. And it's like a race to the finish line of retirement, I guess, or CEO or whatever. Yeah. But like this job, there is no finish line. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so like exciting because we're Hell just, yeah. we're just racing to keep racing. Yeah, man. Like, you, that's you, why we're doing it. You, you know? get you get back what you put into it. I mean, it sounds yeah. it sounds corny, but that shit's really true. <laughs> like, Dude, exactly. Like that's where I'm like, yeah, it's it's a little it's a little corny, but I love it. I'm obsessed yeah. with this. Yeah, it's like all I know. And you know, one of the toughest things is like pricing your work. Like, how how do you go about this? Because like, as you know, every job is completely different. And I think like yourself, like I don't have a rep. I don't think you have a rep right now. You're just kind of handling all the business stuff yourself. Like when a job comes in, like what's the process of like coming up with the number? Cause I think obviously everyone struggles with that. Yeah, this sucks. And I'm learning more about it. As I learn more about it, I learn how much money I've just been leaving on the table Yeah, for the last X amount of time. Right. Yep. Um, but because I'm, because now I'm getting a little bit more connected, a little bit more understanding of the language, this and that, the other. Um, typically, like I'll I'll open Blinkfit or something, just throw together what I think it is. And then lately, I've been using, like, send send the information out to like Wonderful Machine, mm-hmm. see what their perspective is. And then um, is that like a pay, is that like a paid thing? Like when you use Wonderful Machine, you pay them to like come up with the number. Is that how that works? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just I think I've I've paid like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, it's nothing crazy. Yeah, all right. It's cool because they give you the perspective. They're looking at the entire country when mm-hmm. they're thinking about pricing, not just your market. Yeah, you know. So that's that's where there's like a little bit of it. That's like using the Getty calculator. Sometimes it's like. Yeah, I wouldn't go by Getty. That's like a whole yeah, other exactly. business. That's like <laughs> that's a whole like, different. Like, yeah, throw like, that in the trash. <laughs> who, who is paying these numbers? Yeah, like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. But and that's where sometimes we have to get those numbers, and then I'll. I can call like there's like two producers here that I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? They'll make adjustments. Look at all of it. I'm a I'm a multiple perspectives type of person. So like here, 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 and then kind of like bring it together. Yeah. You know? And that's when that's when it's important to be a part of the, the creative community you live in, because yes. then you, if, if you're just like like a not talking to anybody and not a part of it like you have no one to bounce ideas off and like i yeah, know like nobody wants to help you yeah which i'm so, learning i'm yeah. learning <laughs> it's a two-way street <laughs> yeah it is. It, it's i'm t- getting there it's tough it's it's cool though and like you know we've been on clubhouse right for the last x amount of months yeah dude i i shit you not i've learned my entire perspective of my entire career has changed from mm-hmm. talking to everybody in yeah. multiple markets about the same thing in real time that yeah. is like yeah it changed really, everything. yeah it is interesting because it because you get to talk to so many varied people from around the world and there's just yeah. so many you realize there's so many different sectors of of photography dude it's nuts yeah like it is nuts. i've you know we've we've workshop things in rooms like yeah. hey, i'm thinking about charging this yeah one get one no nah, that's a little or yeah, that's fine. But like group all that stuff together, you know, and like it's such a case by case basis that it's near impossible to tell anybody how to do anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I need all the specifics. Yeah, definitely. It's hard, but it's cool. Yeah, I love it, man. I guess to wrap up, man, we're about we got about a month of five weeks left in the year. We're going to be going into a new year. I think we talked about this a little bit the other day, but like what's next for Travis Carroll, man? Like where where, do you want to take this thing next year? 
yeah, I, you know, the, the short and sweet way is like, watch out because yeah. I'm fucking coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> that's the attitude, man. I like it. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I have a lot of reviewing to do. I do like a, a yearly retrospective. I print all my shit out, hang it all on the walls. Wow. Look at it. Look at my goals from last year, make new goals, you know, see what I accomplished, see if anything has to carry over mm-hmm. and then make new goals for next year, et cetera, et cetera. It's all that structured stuff, you know, yep. but I'm looking forward to it, man. Like there's a lot of people who have been making me work really hard for a long time and I'm, I'm getting a small taste of what it could look like to be the person making somebody else work really hard. And I'm, yeah. I'm getting real hyped about it. Yeah, man. It's cool. Well, it's exciting stuff, man. I- I'm glad we did this, Travis. Cause like I said, we, we've been friends for a little while now, but like, I learned a lot from you to, for, from talking to you. Um, yeah. and, uh, really appreciate it. And for anybody listening, if they want to check out your work, like where's the best place for them to go. Uh, if you want to see the work, you got to go to the website. That's yeah. caroltravis.com. Mm-hmm. If you want to see other stuff, you got to go to the Instagram. Yeah, go to his Instagram. You can check him out I, on, on, on his Instagram stories. He'll be uh, live live uh, broadcasting the F1 races uh, horns up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always. With the, right at the lights out, man. It's like, got to get him up. Hell yeah, Travis. Well, thanks, we do thanks again, man. We can, I guess we can cut it there. So there you have it. That was the Travis Carroll interview. I just want to thank Travis so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure talking to him about his journey with photography and all the different projects he's been working on lately. I can't thank him enough. Uh, Definitely go check out Travis's website at caroltravis.com as well as his Instagram at underscore C-H-R-A-V-I-S. I'll put all the links in the descriptions, uh, but definitely go check out more of his work. Lots of great stuff. And as always, I'll be having new podcasts up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as the Photo Banter YouTube page if you want to check out the video version. And as always, thanks so much for listening and take care.